This episode of Horror Movie Talk brought to you by Korug. I love my Korug mattress, and you know why? Because it's so cleverly designed to mimic my own curves with multiple supportive layers of material for a quality sleep surface. Best of all, when you're done with a Korug, it's 100% recyclable. It's got just the right amount of both sink and bounce at only 1% of the cost of other mattresses. Because they cut out the middleman and sell directly to you. And also because it's made of cardboard. Ordering is simple. Order online and it shows up within days on your porch. You just open up the box and inside will be many, many, many other boxes. Layer those boxes up until you find your ideal sleep number of boxes. They offer free shipping and returns and in, in U.S. and Canada... And it gets even better because right now, listeners to Horror Movie Talk can get $50 towards select Korug mattresses. You just go to Korug.com and use HMT at checkout. Terms and conditions may apply. You want a cheaper mattress? Korug gives you what you deserve. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your schlubby hosts each week are Bryce Hansen, the cool collected nihilist, and David Day, a cool guy who's always cool. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horror I'm Bryce Hansen. And I... Fuck! Every time. And I'm also Bryce Hansen. <laughs> Every time I forget to bring up the level. There's two of you. All right. And this is the best. This is going to be the best show ever. <laughs> uh, so, before we get started, please go to horrormovietalk.com. It's three words that are easy to spell all together horrormovietalk.com. Uh, there you'll find links to our social media, and uh, we post new episodes every Wednesday. Each episode has its own post on the website where it has links to skip forward around to different parts of the episode. So check that out. But first and foremost, we got great, sweet, sweet content for you. And today is going to be great because we're going to be talking about the reboot of Child's Play. Child's Play 2019. The reimagining Child's Play. (laughs) Play with that child. How a horror movie works is we give out a brief review and our score for the movie, we score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry that you just watched it and oh, was a complete waste of time, 5 being completely average that hits all the expected marks, and 10 being so good that it transcends horror genre boundaries and should be winning an, uh, it should win an Oscar, but it's not going to but because it won't. it's a horror movie. No matter how good it is. Yeah. Uh, after we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into different plot points and our opinions about the film. Later on, we'll be doing a couple games and bits. We'll be doing taglines, perennial favorite, and kill count. And on top of those two, a little bit of it came from social media. Oh, okay. So let's get into child's play we went and saw child's play 2019 in this year of 2019 in our art the year of the lord mm-hmm. and it was so bad it's good <laughs> yeah i'd say that's accurate here's the trailer andy i know this move has been really tough but this is supposed to be a new start for us remember 
You said you were going to try to make new friends. Buddy can connect to and control all of your Caslin products and smart home devices. Introducing your new best friend. Andy, if you know something, you better tell me. Something's wrong with Chucky. Buddy can connect to and control all of your channels. Chucky is a toy. He could be anywhere. We have to stop him. Good night, Andy. Child's Play can be found in theaters right now. What are you doing, by the way? I'm Instagramming while we're on. Oh, my while God. We're, while we're live. <laughs> so check it out on our Instagram. Oh, boy. Thanks. I really want to be shown in my pajamas. No, I'm taking a picture of me. I wouldn't take oh, a okay. picture of you. Thank God. Ew, nobody wants to see you. <laughs> no one wants me. to see that. Uh, Child's Play can be found in theaters right now. You can also watch the original for a limited time free on Amazon Prime. So if you haven't seen the original, uh, check that out on Amazon Prime. Child's Play 2019 is a hard reboot of the 1988 film of the same name. However, it bears little little resemblance to the original. Oh, my God. Oh, my God! (laughs) Basically, the only elements that hold over are kind of the design of the doll, and that there is a doll, and that its name is Chucky. Yeah. Like there's, and I guess Andy, the name Andy held yeah. over. And a single mom in an apartment. Yeah. The, but e- that is where it ends. Everything else is completely different and makes much less sense. Uh, Child's Play 2019 tells the story of a child's doll for teenagers that looks like an anime version of a little person and has the voice of a middle-aged man talking in a child's voice. Yeah, it is a disconcerting looking <laughs> thing. This, But this doll isn't like any ordinary doll, though. It connects to your home automation system. Oh, well, that's... Actually, that sounds quite convenient. Um, like, certainly like a product that I would seek out and buy. <laughs> because that makes sense. Right. Uh, also, the doll has an advanced AI that it uses to learn how fun it is to kill people. <laughs> this movie is kind of a hot mess, but still kind of works. Yeah, it's fun. It's uh, it's fun and funny. A lot more fun and funny than the original, oh, yeah. which is serious in tone. Right. It's the first movie that we're reviewing that I can give a heavy stamp of so bad it's good. Yeah, you were actually pretty excited about that yeah. coming out of the theater. You're like, oh, I finally get to do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just in that realm. 
this movie goes beyond head-scratching horror movie logic and into the realm of the absurd. Watching the trailer and hearing about many of the elements of this film beforehand made me think several times, that's a weird choice. Yeah. And I was assuming that upon watching the film, that it would all come together and make sense as a whole. Right. I did too. I had this this inclination. I was like, okay, well, that seems a little off the rails, but surely this will come together at some point yeah. because it, it seems like... It seems like, it, you know how as a kid, all adults have it together, but then as you get to be an adult, you're like, nobody has any idea what's going on. This movie is that. Right. <laughs> you're yeah. like, this had no idea what was happening the whole time. It just tricked me into thinking it did. Yeah, it's a big, big bowl of nope. There's no, <laughs> all of those things that still, all of those things still seem weird choices. Yeah. Uh, so, for example, this list. Why would you give a child's doll home automation integration? I mean, it's a it's a quirky thing. Uh, why would a teenager want or have a doll? Okay, well, there you might have me a little bit, because... Uh, why Aubrey Plaza? Well, I mean, I think that choice speaks for... Why that face? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's, that's a disconcerting a little bit. Why Mark Hamill is the voice? Oh, what? Mark Hamill was the voice? All of these and other questions are answered with, because. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that should be good enough for you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> you stupid idiots. The movie suffers from the, and then this scene happens syndrome with very little happening in terms of story arc after the initial setup of the plot. But who are we joking? It's a movie about a murderous doll. This is not a thinking man's movie. (laughs) And really, in terms of entertainment value, it's enjoyable to watch. I laughed and winced several times throughout, throughout the movie, and I consider that a win in any horror movie. There's lots of effective death scenes, and the schlock value is high enough for me to laugh off the bad jokes and ridiculous elements of the story. So, somehow, this squeaks by, you know, being... That's the great thing about So Horrible It's Good, that it's hard to define why. Right? Like, it's, it's hard to say, like... It's a train why is wreck. This, why is this a bad movie that's, like, adorable and that I can enjoy? It's a train Versus wreck. a horrible movie that's just horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I give it a score of 7 out of 10, which is the same score I gave the original. It's a cute train wreck. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like there's lots of gore and horrible bodies strewn <laughs> about, and there's fire and stuff. But, oh, look, oh, look at... Uh, look at oh, but the, the car... The, the, the other cars were carrying glitter. <laughs> and so, so yeah, all the bodies are, are hor- horribly mangled and stuff, but they're covered in glitter, and you can't get that stuff off, so it sticks to the movie. I'd, uh, I, yeah, you know, in the theater, I had a good time. I just was like, like, Overlord, I did not expect to be having a good time, mm-hmm. but I was just like, yeah, this is like, kind of like a video game, and uh-huh. fun, and explosions, and right. crazy action, and this was very much the same thing. I could not call this movie, I could not call the bones of this movie good, but Aubrey Plaza is hot, and uh, <laughs> and I love her to death, and I wish she was my naughty mom, uh, or wait, I've already said too much. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I'd give it um, maybe a very high six or a low seven. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with you. 
Uh, so yeah, there's our score. Before we get into spoilers, uh, now that you got the the meat of our opinion, let's talk about ourselves some more. Let's sit down. And Please talk, become a patron and give us your hard earned money, because don't just, don't, just like say the ex- it, don't say it like that. Just like the explanation for this this movie. Look, you just go, because here's here's what's up. Here's what's really up. Here's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. here's the well, way this is. You, you get some stuff. You get extra no, no, content. No, 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 no. Get... Not even that, dog. <laughs> These people are going to Starbucks every day and picking up a $5 espresso. All right? You get you get tons of free content, and you get even more free content with, uh, or content, with uh, with when you become a Patreon member. And uh, and so, yeah, we, we do weekly Patreon episodes that are exclusive to Patreon. And it's only five bucks a month, baby. Come yep. on. Come on. Hit me up with that fiver. Yeah, so you'll you'll be getting extra stuff if you sign up, and it should be noted that we're going to be discontinuing the coveted tier of Horror Movie Talk founding member, which will get you all perks in perpetuity mm. as long as you're still a patron, no matter what top tiers we add. Oh, baby. so any new content you'll you'll get it in, and then we'll be switching up the tiers next month. Looking into Horror Movie Talk branded condoms. Yeah, so so. You can also support the podcast by buying or renting any movie or product on Amazon if you click through the green button in the header of our website. The website, again, is HorrorMovieTalk.com. And if you're a horror movie fan, you probably heard of Shudder. Shudder.com is a streaming platform full, chock full of horror movies and television shows and special podcasts and pod carts and cart pods. And if you use the code HMT at checkout, you get thirty day, you get a thirty day free trial, which is much better than their shitty normal seven day free trial. So get out of here, seven day. We hate you. So uh, do that, and that's just our gift to you. Yeah, we don't even get any. Well, well, I mean, we could part. You know, when when our talks with Shutter comes up in the future, we can Mm -hmm. parlay your. You know, we could parlay your subscriptions. Uh, and your enterings of HMT at checkout uh, into maybe something a little bit better from Shutter. Yeah. And if no one has signed up to Shutter this whole time, then maybe we won't be offering that anymore. Yeah. Because <laughs> so they'll think be like, about that one, Shutter. Uh, so thanks again for listening. Let's get into spoilers. So, uh, first of all, <laughs> what's wrong with this face? Well, you've, we've all seen it. We've all said it. Let's just get it out there in the open. Yeah. What's wrong with the doll's face? It's, uh, it's not, it's not good looking. So. <laughs> it's not even accurate to the original. Like, it's. It's just, uh, I don't know why. So we talked about this on, we just did an episode on the original, mm-hmm. and we released it Monday, so check that out if you haven't. But there's an important thing to understand when watching the original Child's Play, is that this good guy doll was basically a real thing. Yeah. In the mid to late 80s, there was a product called My Buddy, mm-hmm. and here's the commercial. My buddy, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy, wherever I go, he goes, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy. I'll teach him everything. 
anyways, he's he's a pretty big doll, like probably a two to three foot tall doll. Yeah. That these kids are carrying around. So between my buddy and Teddy Ruxpin, this was like an actual thing. You yeah. have like a doll that kind of talks to you that you carry around and is heavily advertised. And Child's Play was taking that idea and that commercial that shoved down our collective throats in the late to mid-80s and making it a horror movie out of, out of it. Um, contrast that. So there's a there's a baseline of understanding of this is a thing, and we're we're riffing off of like a real world idea, yeah, off of pop culture. Contrast that with Child's Play 2019, where it's creating like there's no <laughs> frame of reference other than the previous films. Yeah, really, the of frame a doll of, like this. Really, the frame of reference is the Nest, the Nest well, uh, thermostat. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Like if, you know, if you took the Nest thermostat and made it into a doll. Yeah. Like everyone would want one of those. It's just You're just like, okay, but but why did you make it look that way? And the, right. and the answer is the same answer you're going to get throughout this, this explanation of uh, Child's Play 2019, which is, hey, shut up, <laughs> <laughs> you dummy. <laughs> just accept it. So the face, like, in the original, it looks like a doll face. Like, that's the whole deal, is that it looks like a friendly doll face, but it's a murderer inside. And in this one, it looks like a f- fucking creepy doll that would you would just assume is going to murder you. It looks like a plastic surgeon got his hands on the original Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like a demented... Like, like that's that would be a compelling, uh, uh, interesting movie, is how... That original doll got morphed into this one through, you know, like, uh, Botox shots. (laughs) Right. Um, The other thing about this movie is the marketing. I don't know if you, like, saw stuff on Twitter and and about for marketing, but they really, really played uh, hard about opening opposite to Toy Story 4. Yeah. Lots of... Like making a point about how murderous this, how bad this doll is. Yeah, and and like, um, yeah. What were the, there were some posters that I saw that were referencing the, you know, hey, we're opening the same. Yeah, days. it's like a foot. It's like Chucky's foot walking away, and like the other Toy Story toys are chopped up or something like that. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, he's the bad boy. So I mean, fundamentally, they changed the character of Chucky. Like a lot of the things that worked with the original design and character of Chucky. Out the window. Out the window. Yeah. Just like, let's not bother with that. Um, This is actually Mark Hamill talking about um, some of the choices that the director made or the vision that the director had about Chucky. I got a really nice letter from Lars Klevberg, the director, where he was talking about how he saw it as a Greek tragedy and that Chucky's an innocent and how he hopes that the audience will have some understanding or some sympathy for him. So I thought, wow, the fundamental change that made me really want to do it was, unlike the original, he wasn't a serial killer's personality transposed onto a doll. He was an innocent doll where someone would maliciously goes in and takes off the safety measures. That totally justified it. It was scary because again, I'm sort of old school and I want Chucky, wait, Chucky. But, you know, you have to serve the script and that wouldn't have been, that wouldn't have worked. 
The thing about hearing Mark Hamill like doing interviews, he always has a really good pulse on what would work better, but then he's like, eh, but the script is this, so I gotta serve that. Yeah, but there's a hint of your parents in there, of like, there's a hint of like, Mark Hamill doesn't know how to use Google. You know, like... (laughs) Uh, he's, he's like, yeah, you know, it, it, I didn't. It, uh, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was a, uh, it was a choice, and they went with it. It doesn't make sense. Go with it. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's basically instead of a serial killer magically inside this uh, doll's body, it's literally just. A very high-tech doll with a really, really advanced artificial intelligence that's able to learn anything, including, you know, how fun it is to kill people. Yeah. And so that's, that's like, the baseline of what we're starting at. And that's, like, already you know things are taking an extreme fork in the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're getting to my very... I'm so excited for just a so few this, plot points down the road. Yeah. And this is the thing that pulled me out of the movie the most is that Kasdan, the the maker of the uh the buddy doll the home automation systems and the the my buddy doll and uber yeah and you know whatever else is in the world the yeah Kasdan, it's basically skynet in this movie <clears throat> you know i have an mba i mean i don't want to brag about it or anything but i Whoa. went to business school you're in the nba <clears throat> no i have an mba oh and so I thought you were a professional basketball. You know, player. I I I know it goes into like a business plan mm. and market research and uh-huh. stuff. Um, Lead the, me. The, the Kasdan business model in this movie ruined my suspension of disbelief because it doesn't make any sense, and that's a, a unique thing in a movie that specifically the business plan of a of a of a business inside the movie doesn't make sense there's probably a lot of weird ideas that corporations would do in movies but this one in particular was like who would want that though like what market is there for a doll that integrates into your home automation system so it shows Uh this commercial uh the very first thing you see is this commercial and it shows like them interacting with chucky like they're interacting with alexa or google home yeah and you're like but why, though? Anyone would feel ridiculous talking to a doll. Like, yeah. I would rather talk to a speaker. You're making your audience, like, <clears throat> basically talk to a toy to, like, hey, toy, can you turn up the heat in here? I'm chilly willy. Yeah. <laughs> my tootie, my tootsies are just, they got a draft on them. But it would, like, th- I almost wonder if this was a different movie before they use child's play but i'm pretty sure they the whole purpose of this movie is to use the child's play brand but they don't take advantage of it at all this would make so much more sense if it was just a robot like a robot butler or something right of just like this is an appliance in your house and it conforms to your personality or whatever right but no it's literally still a child's toy and yeah. like thirteen year olds are supposed to want it. Yeah. They're wanting to play with a doll. Not just thirteen year olds, adults. Like kids just about to enter high school. But also adults. Yeah, also adults. <laughs> <laughs> and it shows the in later on in the movie it shows the um the release of the Buddy Two. Yeah. 
and like all these people are lining up like it's the latest iPhone. Ravenous. Yeah, you know, it takes and it ditches. So the fundamental premise of the original is is you feel empathy for this little kid who really wants a toy. And he and you know, he's just so sweet and 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 have I mentioned he's sweet and he kisses his doll goodnight and he says I love you and he's just an innocent child in love with his toy. And it that's a very believable premise and it makes perfect sense. And it ditches it for something hard to swallow in any way. Yeah, and then in addition to that, it specifically makes it for some reason the doll will imprint on you. Like a newborn duck, you know. Yeah, you know. The first thing it sees, it's going to imprint on. So it's not only you. is it just like a, you know, just a toy or a, you know, piece of technology. It literally is your buddy yeah. that you're going to walk around with. Uh-huh. You know, when you starting out when you're 13. So like in a couple of years, you'll be in high school and still walking around with this doll. Apparently, you grow into it. It'll grow into you. It's weird. Um, and then the explanation for, well, why is the doll evil? You this know? is my favorite part. This is my very favorite part. Because Asian bosses be mean. <sighs> it goes to China in the, the factory where... The sweatshop. The, the sweatshop where the dolls are made. And there's this Asian, Asian boss being super mean. And the worker, the factory worker... Is he, he, disgruntled he and fires his to, he fires his 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 employee who's in the process of making this yeah. particular my buddy. You're fired, but first finish up this my buddy. And uh, the the guy turns to his computer <laughs> and basically about as subtle as on the computer screen, like it says. <laughs> I wish it had said this; it would have made it so much better and fit the movie better. Um, have a command make evil. Y or N? Y slash N. Y slash N. Y. Y. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he turns to the computer and does like the 90s. Remember in the 90s whenever a computer would come on the screen and they'd have the computer expert sitting at the computer because nobody else could figure out how to use a computer. Mm-hmm. And then they'd be like, <gasps> it's Linux. I know this. I know this. And then they would hack into the the mainframe. This was the exact same thing. Guys just start smashing keys like <laughs> You know, working up a sweat, typing at his computer, and he's taking off all the safety restrictions, which, why are those there in the first place? (laughs) Why would you have safety restrictions that you could turn off? Yeah, I love that the AI is so, the most advanced AI in the universe, like, and it's set in, like, modern times, basically. Today. Um, But they don't make a big deal out of that it can literally learn anything, and that there's no restrictions on, you know. It's well. This will this will make for great, um, uh, you know, sequel territory where it's revealed that Kazdan or whatever Kazdan mm-hmm. is, you know, the reason they had that functionality built in is they wanted to get a doll in every house in the world so that eventually they could flip those safety precautions mm. and take over the world mm. with this is this is classic like over the top sequel territory. You mark my words. I called it first. So I'm not the first to make this observation. And even <laughs> even before the movie, I made this connection. How fast did you make a connection to this movie to The Simpsons? Oh, immediately. The, the Treehouse of Horror? Yeah. With the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, here's your problem. 
someone set this thing to evil. I love you, Homer. Come here, you. <laughs> Come here, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was exactly the evil crusty doll that Homer bought from from the uh, yeah. from the Asian marketplace. It wasn't quite there, and and to its credit, this is actually one of the things that one of the concepts that actually does work in the film is that he takes off this the Chinese worker takes off the safety restrictions. So basically, it means that it doesn't stop it from using profanity or learning profanity or learning bad things. Watch your profanity. And so, through the course of the movie, <clears throat> sorry, just a second. Mm. Wow. I should have done that in the microphone. Juicy. Sold it as ASMR. Mm. Um, so through the course of the movie, you see it watching these teenagers <laughs> and learning how much amusement they get out of watching um, people get hurt. Hell, damn, fart. Yeah, and cuss, and like they, they teach it how to do things and say things. And so it's basically learning how to be a dick from yeah. these teenage kids, because teenage kids are dicks. And so that's like the purpose of why it had to be teenagers that owned it, because uh, they had to be the ones to teach it to be a dick. Unless you're listening to the show right now, you are the teenager who isn't a dick, because you're listening to horror movie time. Right, 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 right. You're, you're good I mean... I hate to break it to you, but when you get older, you realize that you're a dick when you're a teenager. Well, I mean, you know, everybody's got their foibles. Let's not, let's not upset the fan base, Bryce. Okay, so that is the one thing that works, and, and th- that's how it's revealed that Chucky is evil, is that he doesn't know any better. Just like Mar- Mark Hamill said, like... He's a clean he, he's slate. He's innocent. He's a clean yeah. slate. He's just learning what society is teaching him, and society is teaching him... That society is evil. Society is doll. evil, and he's he's just trying to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Toys, much like girls, just want to have fun. Um, so that's basically the the premise of what we're going to be talking about. Um, lots of cringy humor throughout this movie. <laughs> like, yeah, but it worked. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> it, it was like dad dad joke level. Oh yeah. stuff. Yeah. The, Maybe that's why it worked. The uh, the guy brings back in a doll, and he's like, "Nobody told me it was a ginger." Yeah, he's bringing the so he's bringing the doll back to Aubrey Plaza, who works at this this uh, big box store, and he's bringing it. She works at the r- return department. Yeah, and he's like, "Nobody told me this doll was a ginger," which was like, first of all, guess what that guy looked like? That being funny is about five years old. Like that hasn't. That idea from South Park of, you know, gingers not having souls and and stuff about that. It's like, where, I don't know. It just so falls so flat. Where have you been? Yeah. And then there's later in in the movie. There's like a (laughs) the the cop character played by Brian Tyree Henry. (laughs) Brian sounds that I make up with my mouth. Hey, I got it right. Brian Tyree Henry. Wow. <laughs> um, wow, I apologize. So he, he's like in the hall talking to Andy's mom. He's like, yeah, he's making trouble out here. You know, he's like selling selling alcohol. And then he like goes, oh, that it's it's not landing, this joke that I'm trying to tell. And that's basically what I could say about the entire premise of this movie. It doesn't, doesn't quite land. 
it doesn't quite but land, it's but endearing. it's charming because of it, you know? <laughs> right. It's like, oh, you don't get how to make jokes. <laughs> um, there's lots of throwaway characters. Oh, tons. In this movie. All the characters. Like, and they introduce them, and they're just, they're suddenly there, and then they're of no importance until they get murdered. Until it's their time to die. Right. So the first one that we're introduced to is the rapey custodian. The ra- Oh, yes. Um, he's there for one purpose, to revive Chucky and to die. Right. That's that's basically and, oh, it. Because, and like, and except- to be the, the perv who deserves to die. The guy yeah. who asked for it, basically. Right. But they, I mean, it's a missed opportunity. They could have done more with that. Yeah, they sure could have. It could have, it could have turned really dark and weird with him. Yeah, lots of, there's so many, my mind is so jumbled about approaching this movie because there's so many, like, weird choices yeah, we're that really, were made throughout it. Look, this episode could easily reach the two, two and a half hour mark if we went in, went into every detail about it because there are so many pieces of minutia that make you go, huh? Like, yeah. and that are worth talking about in a rev- in a horror movie review show. And lots of things that are like set up and given time and credence in the opening that have no relevance. Right. Later it's, on. It's a, uh, it is a, a gem of a hot mess. Yeah. Like the fact that he has a hearing aid that he is hard of hearing. This is this was my thing. I this was my thing coming out of the theater. I was like, why did he have the hearing aid? It was like they watched a quiet place and went, and were like, well, hearing aids are the thing now, so our main character has to have a hearing aid. Yeah. And then they just forgot about it. Right. But but they the, kept showing shots of it. The only thing that they used it for is that it was a Casden hearing aid, and that Chucky, towards the end would talk to him through it. Right, but not even, like, important stuff. Just like, I see you, Andy. And it's like, that's not... Yeah, you don't need a hearing aid for that. There's plenty of movies that have disconnected voices in a room. Yeah, you could use the speaker system, you know, (laughs) the the intercom system in the building for that same purpose. So, yeah, lots of characters and lots of plot points that are just there for no reason. Yeah, and that are given too much weight in the movie. (laughs) Like, they keep... Like, the, imagine a movie that shows nine close-up shots of a kid's <laughs> hearing aid, and and you're like, well, this is definitely, this contributes to the demise of Chucky, or to the demise of Andy, but no matter what, the hearing aid is involved. And then at the end, you're like, but what was the hearing aid about, though? And yeah. it's like, fuck you is what it was about. <laughs> <laughs> we were, it was a red herring. <laughs> and then some of the other stuff where... It feels like they're trying to make it very important, important, like an important point of the movie right. where you're supposed to feel feels. Um, they didn't set it up anything for that. Yeah, they're just like you're. St- no, you're supposed to care about this person. You're like, but w- but why though? But just care, okay? Just do Look, it. You've seen you've seen scenes like this. You're supposed to care about this person at this point. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, but it still pulls out a seven. Yeah. How does it do that, Bryce? It's enjoyable. It is so enjoyable. It's a fun it's movie. Fun because all these times that you ask, like, what? Why? Why, though? It's It brings me joy. It does. It brings me joy, too. It doesn't make you angry. Because it's not... It's this amalgamation of bad studio decisions and bad directing decisions. It's Gremlins 2. Bad script decisions. It's Gremlins 2, 30 years later. Yeah, it's very yeah, it is pretty Gremlins too. Yeah. 
That is what it is. Yeah, even to the the buddy army at the end of the movie. <laughs> zany to the point of being insane. Um, Inzany. So, I mean, the core of the movie was confusing to me, too, because the relationship between <laughs> the mom and the son, like, they didn't choose an archetypal relationship like they did in the original, where it's, like... A loving mother taking care of her... Proud single mother. Proud single mother that, like, is taking care of a... Doing her best. A toddler that is kind of still clumsy and and makes mistakes and is living in an imaginary dream world. And, you know, you just have to, like, take it in stride. Um, the, The mom character in this is Aubrey Plaza, which I still maintain is a weird choice. Because I don't know what they're going for between the relationship. They were like, look, it was strained. Um, it was, I guess she cared about the son. I'm, but like, I'm glad you're still asking this question because I have the answer. She she gets him the buddy doll because it's his birthday. And I guess she cares about him, but it still feels like she get she's getting it it for him ironically there's a logical practical answer (laughs) for this which is they didn't cast aubrey plaza until the script was well cemented and then they looked at the script and went wow this thing is full retard well how can we make it super appealing well i mean you get a screaming hot mom you get a hot mom in there who's uh who would be an ironic fun mom Aubrey Plaza. That doesn't make any sense at all. Great. Go with it. (laughs) So the one thing that this movie is missing, the one character that they are missing that they could have used from the original movie is a friend for her to talk to. Yeah. In the original, for a short period of time, they had Maggie, Maggie, which was the mom's, like... Bestie. Soundboard. Yeah. Yeah. With that character or that function of a character, you can do some exposition. You can talk about your relationship with your son, about how it's strained. You can talk about the relationship with your asshole boyfriend. In we're, this one, yeah. we're never really told what she actually feels about this boyfriend, Shane. In this one, Andy is Maggie. He is Andy, and he is also Maggie. Right. He is her sounding board because she's a modern mom who talks to her kid about the problems she's having. Right. But then there's the awkwardness. I mean, there's there, it's, it's just a weird choice. Or their idea of a modern mom. That's not yeah. my idea of a modern mom. That's society is doing this to you, not me. I didn't do anything. So <laughs> I've got a couple random thoughts here. So the other thing how they get the doll is that this black guy that complains about the doll being a ginger she was an obvious. No, nah, she sends that guy packing. She there's a white woman who comes oh, in with the right, receipt, right. and uh, and she takes her return. Right. So because there's this return doll because there's some kind of malfunction. Racist. Yeah, it's a malfunction, and it's the doll that the the Chinese factory had set to yeah. evil, and they're gonna send back the doll to the manufacturer. And Aubrey Plaza is like. I mean, we don't really have to send this back, do we? What if I just take it and then blackmails her? Like, it wouldn't. That also doesn't make sense. It wouldn't be her supervisor because he's the guy on the dock. It'd he's the dock some... manager who's responsible for the, making sure that the docks are yeah. managed. 
So she blackmails him into letting her have the doll, which doesn't make sense because, like, it's still stealing, though, right? If you... If <laughs> like, you, you can't just, like... But, you know, it's broken. When we return it, they're not going to... They're going to just trash it so we can take it, right? It's like, no, when you return it, they give you back your money. Well, that is what he said. So, anyways, basically but, she steals from, from the store. But if you really want to get meta with your complaints with this movie, then here's where where you go with it. Everybody's getting their dolls from a big box store, even though the dolls are basically in charge of the cloud. Like, the whole purpose for the dolls is is integration with <laughs> with your home automation system. Shouldn't you just be talking to your thermostat or your phone and being like, hey, phone, get me one of them dolls? Yeah. But then... The premise for the end of the movie is a bunch of people in a big box store, which are going out of bit. The Sears is done. They're gone. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, the whole plot point of he needs to sink to the cloud and they don't they don't sink him to the cloud. But, you know, that's going to happen sometime. Yeah. And that's going to be important. I'm jumping all over the place. So. Chucky learns how to... There's lots of, like, winks to the camera about Chucky learning how to do things that you wouldn't want a doll to do. Like... Like what? Andy stabs a a cutting board, and Chucky starts making a stabbing motion. (laughs) That was great. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, Andy's cutting his peanut butter and jelly sandwich in half with a a steak knife, and then, uh, you know, he instead of putting it back in the knife holder, he slams it down, as one does, into the cutting Uh board. And then Chucky's like... Because fuck that cutting board. "Hmm, Maybe if I just kind of do this stabbing motion a few times. They introduce, at some point... Andy's disposable friend characters. Yep, very disposable, very friendly. Like, all of a sudden, there's these these two teenagers that are very friendly to him. Hey, it's the new kid in town. The, the, fat, came is, the fat kid is named Pug. <laughs> oh, my God. So, this is the amount of thought putting in, being put into this movie. Um, We're still doing that. And as they're hanging around uh, Andy and Chucky, they're watching slasher movies, and Chucky learns that from watching the slasher movie and their reactions to slasher movies that they really like watching people get killed and being killed. And that's all that Chucky wants to do is have fun with, with Andy. And so he's learning how to have fun, which is to kill people. If he had been watching me watching this movie, he'd have experienced the same thing. Cause uh-huh. I was like, yay. <laughs> Let's get to that first, uh, the first time Chucky really gets a taste of blood. Yeah, so he, I don't even have that written down. So, but yeah, he, you do. So you, uh, so you, you get the fir- to- Well, the first time is the cat. Oh. Like he, he kills the cat. Oh, yeah. Because the cat, I think like uh, Andy is annoyed with the cat because it bit him or scratched him. And he's like, oh, I wish you weren't around or something like that. Or you like, bet, kitty bad kitty and chucky takes it upon himself to kill the cat so it's already showing that chucky doesn't understand what's good or bad yeah and he's trying to he's trying to wing it and then after he sees the slasher he's like oh okay well this is fun then yeah we, this is there's a tacit approval of this action and i so, killed the cat now we can have fun so right the, so the first real murder is shane which is aubrey plaza's boyfriend douchey Douchey boyfriend. Douchey McDoucherson. And this is another thing that... (laughs) 
it's I kind of miss it from 80s movies is really obvious and over the top villains. Yeah. Like the asshole boss in the original was like, you know, your archetype asshole. And this one is kind of a slow burn asshole. Yeah. You like see it from a distance that, huh, that's kind of a weird reaction for her boyfriend to have. One of those like, slow burn assholes. That's not <laughs> that's not like a real empathetic person. And then it slowly like ramps up to like, wow, this guy's a huge asshole. Like kid was right about Shane. Gaping. Yeah. Just a giant gaping prolapsed anus. <laughs> Which you shouldn't do. And Chucky follows Shane home where it's revealed that Shane, the boyfriend, is actually married and has kids. Mm-hmm. Married with children. And he starts taking down Christmas lights and complaining about it. <laughs> Fucking lights. Why can't they just stay up all year? Which, by the way, yes, please. Like, if you're putting lights up every year, number one, thank you because you're making your neighborhood pretty and nice for people. But if you take them down... Wow, you're a rare kind of, like, responsible adult. <laughs> like, I, I hate the term adulting because of what it is. It's such a dumb implication. But I will use it to to say to say thank you to those who take yeah. to put up and take down their, their Christmas lights. Um, so Chucky attacks Shane and while he's taking down the Christmas lights. Huge compound fracture. Woo. Like, all of a sudden, this is very much a gory movie. Yeah, it goes... Like, it, it goes full into the paint. Yeah. With gore. Way in there. And it's shocking. It's alarming. It's sickening. Yeah, it's gory as all get out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... <laughs> he starts crawling into the old watermelon patch. Right. The, he There's, like, a tiller that starts coming towards him, and he stops it, and... Chucky, Chucky starts a tiller going towards him, uh, uh, like a like a, a rototiller. Yeah. And so the guy reaches out to stop the rototiller from rototilling his face. And then Chucky also has a butcher knife and starts stabbing him. And then he has to let go of the rototiller and his face is rototillered. Boy, is it, man. So all that's left is this skull. And this will come up later. But the most important part is... The weirdest joke that didn't land that I honestly, like, who wrote this? It's so bizarre. Are you talking about the cop? Yeah, the cop comes out, and as he's investigating, he says, quote, White guy dead in a watermelon patch. Poetic. Did he say poetic or ironic? I said poetic. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, what? If you guys get that joke, how is... Yeah. Either is, way. Is it supposed to be ironic? And even then, is is, is it, it ironic? What about what is it about watermelon patches that's so white or or not white? Like okay, oh, if oh, oh oh oh. So I get, may, maybe the implication is that a uh, uh, black people uh, the stereotype a stereotype is black people eat watermelon. Right. So that's the stereo. If we're gonna look at like stereotype stuff is. Black people like watermelon. That's and like the the racist. man saying the line is black. Yeah. Okay. But it wasn't that he liked watermelon. He would just died in. He it. died in a watermelon patch. Are are white people watermelons? Like he died where black people like. I I don't get it. I don't get it either. It's I didn't get it then, weird, and I don't get it now. It's so, <laughs> so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, Man, I really hope somebody chooses to explain this to us, yeah. because you will be yeah, on the next uh, episode. Where's the uh, 
What's his name? Uh, the the strange strange stranger. The stranger. No, the weirdling. The weirdling. Yeah, weirdling. We need your help again. Explain what what they meant by that. Line. Yeah, no kidding. And then for some reason, Chucky takes the skin. From the decapitated head of Shane. A degloved head. A degloved head. Because I think they were basically watching one of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequels and had Leatherface. Like yeah. Or at least like an homage to it. I don't I haven't seen all of them, but he takes the, the skin from the head and lovingly puts it in Andy's room like a cat that brings in a dead bird. Yeah. Because, you know, he'll like that. It was it was so gross. It was really goofy and gross. I mean, plus plus the head, plus the eyes. That's yeah. the disturbing part. And the eyes, too. He made sure to include that. Let's just get those in there. And then Andy and his sudden friends have to hide the, the head. head of and his... it enters this weird, absurd sitcom situation. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Yeah, it's like what? It's such a weird choice. Okay, like, keep go what? on. What is this sitcom situation that this that this head in his this watermelon head? Because they they oh, white it was, people. It was watermelon. I didn't even think about. Yeah, that. he yeah he stapled the he nailed the the Degelov face onto a watermelon. Yeah, so they to get rid of it, they wrap it in wrapping paper. Because they're like, we can't go to the cops. We'll be pinned with this. So we got to wrap it in wrapping paper to throw it away for some reason. And as they're going to throw it away, someone's like... His neighbor down the oh, hall. Oh, did you get that present for me? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, of course, as you would in a sitcom. Uh, yes. Uh, totally, totally here, was. Uh, here you go. Here's the present. And then they walk away into Don't open it because it's for my birthday. So we have some time for this... Dead head to fester in your apartment because it ne- we need to come back to this. There has to be tension later. It's such a weird sitcom oh, plot device. If it sounds strange, it's because it is. Yeah. It's like it's hard to explain exactly what happened because it was weird. Yeah, the way weird things are. Right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> God. What okay. A, so what then, a fucking weird train wreck of a movie. Yeah. So then they. They basically kill Chucky. They take his they take his uh, power core power core out. His little Iron which Man is basically chest thing straight from Iron Man yeah. is the Iron Man chest core, core. is what is yeah. what uh, powers Chucky apparently, and they throw him away to where we're reintroduced to the neckbeard custodian, whose sole purpose is to take out Chucky from the trash. And to fix it up to resell on eBay. No, oh, baby, he's so excited about. And this is a, okay. This is my favorite part. This is where it really turns the corner for so bad it's good territory. Yeah. Because this is the other part that so took me out of the movie, like the business plan for Casting. Yeah. Was this custodian takes Chucky. And puts him on an operating table. Like, not a workbench. Yeah. Very specifically. Yeah, he, like, had, the oper- he had the surgeon's light lamp. Yeah, he had the surgeon light, like the, the big overhead circle thing with the three lights in it. Like he, was, like he was the puppet master. Right. And it's there, and it's like a 
but a creepy version of the surgeon's light. Yeah. So it's, it's straight out of Overlord. Or Saw. Like when they... <laughs> and this is also a reason why I think Midsummer is going to be a great movie. Oh, yeah. Because I am sick and tired Tropes. of the production designers of horror movies. Yeah. And Lying. whoever decides for that stuff... Um, is to just make everything look as creepy as possible. They just lean on the dark. Yeah, and we, we gotta we gotta keep it green tone and the trope. We gotta keep it dank. We gotta keep it uh, like badly lit. Yeah, and and, and it, it, spooky. Right, and it or else they won't understand that it's scary. The re yeah, it's 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 instead of actually putting effort into making it a scary story. Or right. or a scary situation, because scary situations aren't necessary. I mean, there is there are scary situations that happen to take place in scary scenarios, like at night, like right. in the forest, right. like those are real scary scenarios. But to, but me, to sc- lean your movie on the on the crutch of spooky looking things is it's kind of lazy. Yeah, and it's. That's the scariest thing for me is not the. It's, it's the not impl- the sc- the implication. The scary, spooky place is scary. Right. It's this place that is supposed to be safe for you is now scary. Right. Yes. So that's what I'm excited about Midsummer because from all accounts I've heard is it's the brightest, most beautiful. Summer location and horrific things happen. Yeah, and Ari Aster is yeah basically the the new Hitchcock. Yeah, so uh, it's just a weird choice. Why why does he have a dank dark surgery in his basement custodial office? It's a good point. You know, actually, this brings up a, a topic that I've thought of recently, and y'all can say it's it's very inappropriate because it is, um, but. Uh, you know, what about? I mean, what about just a, 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 a uh, doing like the Columbine school shooting? Like that would be horrifying. Can you even imagine how scary that movie would be? Well, taking there, a place that's supposed to be safe and making it very, very like unsafe. And no, see that movie does exist. It's called "We Need to Talk About Kevin." Oh, which is. Oh, that's a horrific right. movie that's very full of dread and uh like that's also another movie that's not a horror movie that is horrific to watch. Okay. It's yeah, it's um yeah, I, do, I I'm not suggesting that to say that you know we should we should make little little martyrs of these these assholes who do this stuff. I'm right. saying it because that's the scariest thing I can imagine. Yeah. You know? So we're at the Neckbeard Custodian. Oh, yeah. So the last his... thing I need to talk about with the Neckbeard Custodian is that he's a poor man's Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, he sure is. I saw him and I was like, is that Jack? No, it's, no, it's not. Yeah. It's so not Jack Black. But he uh, operates like if you if you wanted to like a super creepy Jack Black, that's basically what you got. Man. If if it had been Jack Black, that'd have been perfect. Right, been really on the, which I'm. I feel sorry saying that for this guy. Right, because imagine being this guy. Because everybody's going to say exactly that. Right, um, and then Chucky kills the custodian with a table saw. And Hard that's thing to do. Like, kill super, someone. Yeah, 
kill someone with so a he's, table saw. He's hanging, he's hanging on a pipe, yeah. like a heating pipe, and then Chucky, because he's connected to the cloud now, turns up the Kasdan nest to, you know, 120, 180 degrees. A million degrees. Which is like, what thermostat should go up to 180, 90? Hey, buddy, the safety switch is off in this doll. What's up? And then why would it heat up so quick? You know? Uh, all of these questions saying. can be answered with, hey, fuck you. <laughs> and so the, the guy is hanging on a pipe over this table saw, because, and the pipe is getting hotter and hotter, and he's going he's gonna to drop down on this table saw. <sighs> and then the question is, why wouldn't you just uh, look down and place your foot where the table saw is not, Dain- and then hop off? Daintily hop. Yeah. Well, you, because you're a poor man's Jack Black, there is no yeah. dainty. No, you have to fall down and get, you know cut in half and get a leg cut off or whatever this ain't nacho libre so yeah big horrific table saw death and then the the last death of note of another character that's throw away throw away is the cop's mom takes a uber equivalent the kasdan cab or the kasdan car with k's uh to a hot date but Chucky, for some reason, doesn't like her because she's become friends with Andy, and he uses the car to, to murder her. Yes. But that scene does have one of the best jump scares in the movie. When when Chucky appears inside the car, oh. I literally jumped. Yeah, this movie is definitely guilty of extremely loud jump scares. Like, jump scares followed up with a horrendously ear-shattering bang, boom, <gasps> right. So. We probably should have asked this earlier on, but I wrote that in this question. So was Mark Hamill a good choice? I mean, he was a good choice in that it got Mark Hamill to talk about child's play. Right. <laughs> so here's here's the thing. Like after watching the original movie, the voice of the actor that that did Chucky's voice or did the voice of um, Charles Lee Ray. His name's Brad Dourif. The voice that he uses for Chucky when he's Chucky is actually pretty close to what Mark Hamill's doing. It's like, it's not, when he's talking normal, it's kind of a light, softly spoken uh, adult voice that's talking to a kid because he's still trying to like convince this kid. But the difference is Chucky the doll has its own voice in the original right where it's it's a child's doll with like a child's voice right with the pre-recorded lines but it also has brad brad doris voice very scary voice so this one doesn't have the pre-recorded child's voice the pre-recorded child's voice is mark hamill's voice right so it's a middle-aged man doing like a soft-spoken like you speak to a child voice i mean the, it doesn't sound like a kid the direction is 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 the problem here it is not mark hamill because mark hamill if if anybody is not familiar mark hamill is a is now a voice actor right like, he's a great voice actor. that's all he's done for decades most aside from show up at cons um and and so he was directed to not to to do because if you wanted Mark Hamill to do a terrifying Chucky voice and a and and a doll voice, he'd have done it. But they didn't because they didn't think of it that way. They didn't delve that far. Yeah, it's just weird. Like, why wouldn't 
If it was, yeah, it's just such. You heard it in that clip. Yeah. You heard it in that clip of Mark Hamill talking. You heard his scary, like, terrifying voice. Right. Yeah, I don't blame Mark Hamill. I blame the idea of why. Why would you set it up like it would be better if they had a child actor record all the lines? Yeah. Or use his full range, something. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, um, the end of the movie is around the Buddy 2 release event, where all these people are hover- crowding up like it's Black Friday to get, you know, these home automation dolls. Like Sears is having a half-off sale on their Husky Pants line. And, and uh, Chucky slips into the store, and he uh, stabs a guy's neck that's inside a buddy doll giant head costume yeah thing. a promotional man and uh he stumbles out and takes off the head and a great scene where his uh slit throat sprays blood on a little girl <laughs> like we're here now ah! yeah and that was back to fun times it was like <laughs> god that's so so gross and they make a big deal like for the towards the last half of the movie that about this event that the new buddy line is gonna have buddies of all different colors and different hair colors and we've even got buddy bear it's a bear yeah. bear version of buddy it's a teddy ruxpin version <clears throat> and uh i mean it's very obvious that it's like okay well we're gonna have an army of buddies attacking and that's exactly what happens yeah very expected yeah it's a very small soldier's kind of yeah as as well as like the whole purpose of having buddy connect to the cloud to be able to interact with other cast and products it's very obvious what they're trying to do there which is well he's going to use the products to try to kill people right which is he starts controlling drones and slicing people up taping knives to the to the to the (laughs) little the little propellers on drones yeah so it's so that happens (laughs) it's it's insane and the, there's nothing it's just it's just there's no it's just yeah, chaos like i said the it's the syndrome of and then this happened and then this scene was happening yeah and then they go into this scene um very much just one thing after another and there's not really any sense to it or connective tissue um the ending is they go chase chucky into the warehouse portion of the retail store. And I just want to point out, apparently in movies, inside every retail store, like just any medium retail store, is a giant torture dungeon warehouse. Is a, is a, yeah, is a warehouse the, with the same square footage as the storefront. Yeah. Or more. It's or like, more. it's like the warehouse at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like. Ha- just attached to a toy store. Yeah, it's like having like um like an old navy, you know, but they're but they're stocking their the place where they keep all their their stock is a full-blown Walmart super center. Right. <laughs> <laughs> With high ceilings and right. and again another instance of of a creepy product pro, uh, creepy production design for the sake of creepiness poorly lit it has to be poorly Poorly lit lit, like flickering lights and uh 
Yeah, really, every warehouse I've been to is really well lit and and clean. There's not a bunch of uh, there's not a bunch of you know plastic dividers just kind of hanging yeah. raggedly. Yeah, it's, from it's one section to the other. Organized. It's well lit because you got to read labels. You got to read labels. You got to get the thing you need quickly. You can't have a lot of shit on the floor that you can trip over because that's a safety violation, and you're going to be driving around forklifts. So get that shit out of the way. So really, the lesson here is a poorly kept warehouse is the scariest. Setting. Right. It kind of is. Yeah, no. In real life. What a weird thing that just happened. Yeah. We just we just circled our way back to <laughs> to this movie making sense. Uh-huh. Um and then just, you know, they kill Chucky. Yeah. But did they uh I don't know. I don't know. I don't even care. <laughs> the movie ends. Mom is in danger and then she's saved and Chucky's dead and then i just wanted to point out that the reaction of caslin the company that made chucky is much more responsible than boeing because they recall all the buddy dolls what did boeing do um they're like eh, nothing's wrong with those planes that two of them crashed and we don't understand why everything's fine it's fine and then it took like a couple weeks before they're like "Uh, okay go give give back the planes we're gonna we're gonna figure out what's wrong with them yeah Maybe we should take those back. So that's Child's Play 2019. Again, if we're all over the place, it's because, number one, I'm the one that prepared the episode, and that's how my brain works. And number two, because this... Some movies are just too hard to straighten out. This movie is a hot mess, and it's not worth going through line by line of the plot because it doesn't make enough sense. It's, to, it's just to too that. hard to straighten out. Just trust us when we say it's a hot mess and you'll love it. Yeah. Or you'll hate it. So who who should I guess who should see this in the theater? If you're looking to have if you're looking to have a romp with a slasher, there hasn't been one in a while, right? Like this. This is yeah. If you like so bad it's good movies, this is a this is a really safe bet. Um, if you're a huge fan of the original Child's Play series, don't see this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go into or or do see this movie going into it knowing that. This is not a reboot. This is a reimagining. Like, this is a totally different beast with the same name. Right. And a little doll and a kid yeah. named Andy. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I liked it, but I'm not... I would hesitate to recommend it. Right. Yeah, I feel, I feel the same way. Um, okay, so that's our review. Let's go into... Taglines is a bit where we come up with alternate taglines to the movie that we're reviewing. That's enough. Child's Play 2019. Did you know that your smart thermostat's second love behind keeping you comfy during inclement weather was ripping your face off with a <laughs> rototiller? <laughs> Child's Play 2019. Come on, Mom. All the cool kids are getting dolls. <laughs> Yeah, Mom. Child's Play 2019 will leave you wishing that Celebrity Deathmatch still existed. Nothing I want to see more than the original Chucky versus that new gay Chucky. (laughs) Child's Play. 
starring Aubrey Plaza as Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> That's all she'll ever play, mm-hmm. and she'll play it well, and I'll love her for it. Child's Play 2019. Why do they always kill the pet? <laughs> Can we please stop that? Yeah, the, there's been a long string of horror movies where there's always a pet that Poor gets murdered. kitty. Just a sweet little tiger of a... Well, it wasn't a sweet cat. He was... The cat well, kind of had it coming. He, f- he had his sixth sense about his little kitty sense was going off. <laughs> Child's play. This isn't your father's Chucky. Like, at all. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Child's play. 2019. Nothing is less scary than a doll that really, really, really just wants to play and have fun. It's just not that scary. That doll. That one didn't land. No. <laughs> and that was... That was taglines. Let's play... Kill Count! Kill Count is a game where I give David two movies, and he has to choose which one has the higher death count Yee. in it. Um, the theme this week is kind of children's movies <laughs> versus horror movies. <laughs> okay. Not a lot of children's movies on the list that I could find, but these are ones that you could definitely say are, are made one of their primary audiences as kids. All right. Shrek. Number one. Oh. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Is that the third one? I don't know. 2006. Okay. That doesn't sound like the third one. Versus Predator. Ooh. Predator has made it on to Kill Count before. Predator has a large number in the 126 range, I'm going to say. And uh, and let's see here. Dead Man's Chest has a lot. So Dead Man's Chest is the one with Davy Jones in it. Yeah. Is, oh, that's the Squid Face guy? Oh, wow. That may be the yeah. third one. Yeah. Or it may be the second one. That 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 series went off the rails quick. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to pick the one against my will, or unless that's what you want me to do, and say Dead, Dead Man's Chest. I'll, yeah, I'll just go ahead and say Dead Man's Chest. You are correct. Yeah, baby. Okay. Well, uh, well ha- wait, 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 wait a minute. How, how, how Dead many? Man's Chest had 90 Ooh, deaths. Dang. And Predator had 64. 64. 64. I was double the amount, mm-hmm. what I guess. All right. Number two. Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Or Shaun of the Dead. Oh, man. Okay, this is... Shaun of the Dead is tough because it's a zombie movie and there's a bunch of dead people in it. Mm-hmm. Like, literally thousands. Mm-hmm. But because... Mm-hmm. But because... Because it's it's kill count, they can't count every one of those. It's a, this is a kill count, not a dead count. Right. <sighs> Iron Man, which has a war in the beginning, versus Shaun of the Dead, which there's not really a lot of people who die in. Because there's only like seven or eight characters. So I'm going to say Iron Man. Correct answer is 
Shaun of the Dead. Damn. Damn. Shaun of the Dead had 60 kills. Iron Man had 57. Okay. Um, that's pretty close, though. I'd just yeah, like to point out close. that I'm I'm pretty, pretty close. All right. Next one is Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> The Curse of the Black Pearl. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 2003. I think that's the first one. Versus The Devil's Rejects. Oh, man. I, you know, I've never made it through The Devil's Rejects. Every time I start it, I'm just like, ugh. Okay, I get it. You're so edgy. Um, But I really want to. I really want to get that under my belt. That being said, I've never made it through a Pirates of the Caribbean movie either. (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and say Devil's Rejects on this one. Correct answer is The Devil's Rejects. Yeet! No, wait. Just kidding. Oh, fuck! It's Pirates of the Caribbean. Damn! Pirates of the Caribbean, the Curse of the Black Pearl is 42 deaths versus 30, and the Devil's Rejects. Okay, fine. Fine, Bryce. (coughs) Number three. Mm. No, four. Mm. God. How do I count? My name's Bryce. (laughs) My name's Jip. My name's Jip. Star Wars 1, The Phantom Menace. Oof. Versus The Mist. 2007. Yeah. The remake yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. A lot of droids die in that Phantom Menace one. A lot of droids versus uh, The Mist, which has a surprisingly high body count, despite, again, there being a Shaun of the Dead scenario where there's only a fairly fixed number of peeps. I don't. It's just it's such a toss-up to me. I'm going to go ahead. Although, you've been doing the... Uh, maybe I should go with the horror movie on this one. I'll go with the horror movie again on this one. Let's say The Mist. You are correct. It's oh. The Mist with 46 deaths versus 34 from The Phantom Menace. That's a pretty good spread. Okay, number five. Final one. Mm. How, what am I at so far? Two and two? This is a real tiebreaker, I think. Two and two. This is an actual tiebreaker. Um, Transformers the movie mm. from 1986, the oh. animated one. What? Which you've pulled from before, I mm-hmm. believe. I think I've had a lot of these. A lot of them are in the mid-range, and there's mm. not a lot of horror movies in the mid-range. Yeah, I hear you. They're either like pretty low. Yeah, or ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so Transformers the movie, the animated movie, versus The Fly 2. The second fly. I'm I'm definitely going to say, because of your recollections of Transformers and how dark it was, I'm going to go with Transformer. You're correct. It's Transformers the movie. Uh, had uh, 47 deaths versus yeah. 8 in The Fly 2. Uh, yeah, take that kill count. Uh, made you my bitch. Squeaked it out. Made you my bitch, You're getting bitch. too good at that game. So, that was Kill Count. I did it. I did good. And uh, let's move into... It came from social media. Yes, it came from social media. To fill the world with terror. To bring you unforgettable suspense. (laughs) What was it? Where did it come from? Who were the all-powerful creatures it brought from social media? And what did they want on Earth? 
So, so it came from social media is just a bit where we say thank you or what's up or this is what's been happening on our social media. And I just like to bring it up because we, uh, a few of you reached out to us over this past week and it was delightful. And so thank you first to Todor. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly from Bulgaria who reached out to us and said he was a huge horror fan and that he recommended us to review High Tension from 2003, which is a French horror movie, but it's really well done. So I assume he's apologizing for suggesting a a French movie (laughs) and saying it's it's okay, this one's pretty good. Mm -hmm. So um, first of all, damn, Bulgaria? Cool. Like, thanks for reaching out to us. Todor, I hope I'm saying your name correctly, and thanks for listening to us, and we always love it when our fans reach out to us. So, and furthermore, you know, I've actually heard uh, a lot of people mention High Tension uh, in the horror community and, and be like, oh man, that's a, it's a pretty crazy, pretty crazy movie. So I definitely, it's on our list, and we will get there. It may take a while, because that list... Yeah, we're booked up until at least mid-July. It's getting... It's getting cray cray. Yeah. Uh, plus all the all the requests. The other thing I would like to say on it came from social media was thank you to Craig who reached out to us on our I believe it was our most recent post on the Dead Don't Die. Uh, Craig said he was having a hard time understanding exactly what the, what the movie was about, but he listened to our show and it and it started to make more sense to him, which. Let me say that is high praise. That's not, like the goal of a movie reviewer. Not only like, is it high praise and and yeah, and totally the goal of what we're trying to do, but but also I can totally relate mm-hmm. because that shit happens to me every other episode where Bryce will see something <laughs> that I didn't and it'll and I'll be like, "Oh, oh, that's what this was about." <laughs> so you're not alone. It happens to me and Bryce and everybody else. All the time. And thank you for saying so, because it makes us feel pretty good about ourselves. And and we really appreciate uh, you listening, Craig. So keep on talking to us and keep on listening. And with that. And with that, I just want to say thank you for sticking with us and listening to Horror Movie Talk. And uh, please, if you liked it, share it with a friend um, on your preferred podcast platform. Um, if you could leave us a review or a rating, if you're on the iPhone, go on iTunes, tap on that star rating. Um, we just want to get those numbers up. Those are Ricky numbers. Got pump those numbers up, baby. And just a quick plug again for Shutter. Use code HMT at checkout to get a 30-day free trial. If you want to support the show directly, go to our website at horrormovietalk.com. you got two options. You can either check out Amazon and uh, buy the things that you're going to buy anyways on Amazon. Just click through that button and we'll get a little taste of that. Um, much more impactful is because is if you... Much more impactful would be if you became a patron to the show by going to patreon.com slash talk, And we'll have uh, many tiers in the future. But right now we have one tier for Horror Movie Talk founding members where you'll get access to added content after pod episodes where we just kind of chat and shoot the shit about our lives um we'll have mini pods about other shows or stuff that's not quite um relevant to horror movie talk itself um we'll probably doing doing lots of other extra content and you'll 
only have access to it if you're a patron. So check that out. I'd like to give a little plug. The Afterpod on today's episode is actually going to have a little bit about the most recent, uh, most recently released season of Black Mirror, which is a uh, a Twilight Zone esque uh, show on Netflix that's very good. So you know, if you want to hear about that, hop on to the Patreon. So special thanks to all the people we mentioned in social media. It came from social media as well as our current patrons. We love you. And uh, we're in, we're indebted to you. Actually, not really, because we're giving you a lot of free content and, and, but, and added content. But that doesn't. But thank you, still. We, yeah, but we love you very yeah. much. Yeah. and have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.